It's not just about the physical act of sex. There's so much that goes into sex that isn't there in the bedroom in that moment of intercourse. And a lot of us forget that. And a lot of you guys forget that especially. And that's when you go into this performance mode of like everything's about the performance. When there's all these other things that go into what makes sex great. Welcome to What I Love About Sex, where some incredible guests and I, Steph Kanowski, will be bringing you the tools for improving your sex life with topics such as sex issues with your partner, sexual self-confidence, premature ejaculation, sexual shame, masturbation, sharing your fetishes, orgasmic pleasure, and more. Sex is still so taboo, and I personally believe that by improving our understanding and communication skills around sex, we can enhance our own self-pleasure as well as deepening our long-term romantic relationships. So listen in, try to stay open-minded, and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I am in Argentina today and for the rest of the weekend, which is very exciting. I have never been to South America. And um, yeah, in Buenos Aires, Palermo, and it is beautiful. I'm here with Andrew because he originally was going to come alone and just come over here for like a couple days for to meet with his business partner. Um, and just they were they were doing some type of like get together thing to network so he was like why don't you come with me I'll extend the trip and we can make a little trip out of it and explore on the weekend and I was like hell yeah so we did it I actually to be honest miss Austin already (laughs) like as I was packing I was missing our Austin and our apartment that's how much I love it there so so far it's it feels nice to love home so much. But being here is very exciting. I am very grateful to to be able to come here and have the flexible schedule I do. So it's been nice to try some food so far. I'm really excited to go to this restaurant where everything on the menu looks so different from anything I've ever seen. And that's always exciting to me is like seeing something like I've never seen that in my life. What could that possibly even taste like? Let's go. <laughs> so that's the restaurant I think we're going to go to tonight. And yeah, just practicing my Spanish, paying with pesos and fucking up and embarrassing myself. (laughs) I really am more familiar with French than I am Spanish. So uh, I did not practice as much as I should have. But um, I think moving forward, I might be using Google Translate to help me have some conversations with people. It was funny because the woman yesterday at the coffee shop, you could tell she was so curious about me. It was like I was a Martian and she was trying to understand me. Um, and she wanted so bad to like understand what I was saying, but I didn't know how to explain myself to her. Obviously, I didn't have the words. So we're just going back and forth, like trying our best to let each other know what we mean. And it was just funny. We were just laughing. It was it was really cute, to be honest. Um But yeah, uh, just exploring the little markets. Um, They have a lot of fresh fruit and veggies. Anyway, it was it was it was interesting because I learned that the uh, the outlets here are totally different uh, electricity wise than in the U.S. I don't leave the U.S. much, so I was like, "What is this?" So we had to we have an adapter um, to be able to plug our things in, but. I brought my heating pad knowing I was getting my period. 
Um, and just, I've basically been sleeping with my heating pad every day for the last nine months <laughs> since I've had the abdominal pain. And it's been like my best friend. So of course I brought my heating pad and I go to plug it in and it explodes, <laughs> like sparks. The bed smokes for two seconds. We're like, holy shit, what the fuck just happened? And apparently I think it's the voltage is too high in certain products in the U.S. that, um, the, that other countries can't handle it. So that was that was very interesting to know. I wish I knew that before I blew up my best friend. Um, so that's sad. But but yeah, so anyway, I got my period last night. It was the worst timing because my heating pad was gone. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, Andrew was out at a, an event. So I was like, can you please find like painkillers for me? So I'm trying to distract myself. And I'm just like, what do I do? Because watching the office is not working. So I see a Rubik's cube that I was fucking around with downstairs the other day. So I bring it upstairs and I'm, I, <laughs> I search YouTube videos to teach me how to learn. And guys, I'm like 60% of the way. It's so interesting how this guy teaches. He has like step one, step two, step three, step four, all the way to like step eight. Um, I'm on step five. So I keep fucking up. So I'm trying to get past that step and I'm getting so close. So it's really exciting because I never knew the, the, the system of going through a Rubik's cube. So it's <laughs> such a fucking nerd, but yeah, it's been, it was a great distraction for two and a half hours of being in pain, waiting for Andrew. <laughs> and I feel like I'm gaining a new skill. So that was fun. Something else I've been doing lately that Andrew's been laughing at me for is playing Sudoku um, he's, he doesn't laugh at me. He definitely encourages it and loves that I'm playing it, but he calls me an old lady cause I have this little book and I sit in bed every night, the past few nights, and I'll either read or I'll play Sudoku on the hard level. And I'm trying to get good at the hard level and try to, try to get really fast. Um, so that's been my other <laughs> little hobby that I've been doing. Um, so yeah, so to add Rubik's cube to the mix, um, I am really becoming a nerd. Anyway, diving into today's topic. That's enough random shit to share with you. I wanted to talk today about comparisonitis, all right? Because a lot of you guys, you think about your partner's exes more than she probably thinks about them to the point where it's like, why are you thinking about guys when it comes to your sex life more than she's thinking, you know, like she's not thinking about them. Like stop thinking about them. So that's the easy answer. It's just, dude, what are you doing? Stop. But I get it. I get that, especially if you're dealing with like a dick related issue or you feel insecure to some extent in the relationship in regards to communication or in regards to, you know, like I said, a dick related issue or your lack of confidence at this stage in life. Sometimes other areas of life can damage your sex confidence, right? Because your overall confidence is, is lowered. Say you lose a job, right? You gain a bunch of weight. You don't know why. You know, that's going to affect your sex life because it affects your stress. Um, and it affects the way you perceive yourself as desirable or attractive. So I get it. When you get to the point of dealing with, you know, some demons around this stuff, it's easy to feel like, oh, well, she probably enjoyed her last partners more than me. I know I had this thought come up and about a couple times going through, you know, the pain that I've been dealing with and feeling like, oh, Andrew probably had so much more sex in his last relationship. you like, that definitely was a thought that crossed my mind maybe like twice. 
Um, I didn't dwell on it, but it did come up where it's like, am I good enough? You know, I, I don't feel like I'm good enough for him right now. And that was sad. And that was like, it's not a good thought. It's, it's a stressful thought. It makes things worse. Like I said, you really can't dwell there because it, it just makes everything worse. So let's talk about it. Um, I want to give you four points to keep in mind whenever you find yourself in this headspace of comparisonitis to her past partners, feeling like, oh, she probably had better sex before me. Um, I'm probably not good enough for her. Whenever, whatever type of thought pops up like that. All right, so point number one is the obvious, but we kind of want to bring some humor into this. She's with you, not him. Like, dude, she's with you. Like, do you see her with you having sex with you, <laughs> not having sex with him? So even if you're dealing, and even if you're dealing with an issue, at some point, if she was with another guy or her previous partner, there would be a point where she dealt with an issue with him. Whether that's an issue they dealt with together, whether he had a dick-related issue because every single guy goes through some type of dick issue, whether it lasts for uh, a day, a few days, a few months, a few years, it happens to every single guy, um, you know, or it's communication issue, like I said, between the two of them, which is probably most relationships and, um, or she would have an issue with that past partner. So don't think that just because you are dealing with something that that means her past partner would never have any faults of his own or never have his own challenges or their own issues as a sexual couple, all right? She's with you because she enjoys being with you and she enjoys um, the sex with you, but she also enjoys more than just the sex with you, which brings me to point number two. Sex is not the most important thing for good sex. Let me say that again. Sex is not the most important thing in terms of frequent sex in order to have good sex. And sex alone does not determine whether or not your sex life is healthy. All right, it's not just about the physical act of sex. There's so much that goes into sex that isn't there in the bedroom in that moment of intercourse. And a lot of us forget that. And a lot of you guys forget that especially. And that's when you go into this performance mode of like everything's about the performance. Everything like sex is just about you putting your hard dick into her vagina. Like that's, and it has to be hard and it has to go into her vagina and last a certain amount of time. Like you make sex to mean basically that when there's all these other things that go into what makes sex great. And when I say sex is not the most important thing for good sex, what I mean is like connecting to your partner, like having a solid relationship where you feel connected, where you feel like you can talk to them about anything, when you feel like you can handle conflicts that come up, when you feel emotionally safe, basically, you feel like that's your person, like, oh man, like think about it, like how much better is sex with your actual partner the more sex you have with that partner, right? It, be, it becomes comfortable and that comfortability allows you to try more things. It allows you to discuss more things. It allows you to um, bring up things that you're concerned about in a way where you know it's coming from this place of love and you guys can do it together, can handle that together. Um, so you get, you get to the bottom of, of issues more quickly. You bond more quickly. You spend more time in intimacy because you might see each other a lot more frequently. So there's a lot of touching and there's a lot of anticipation building. 
um, that also is part of sex, by the way, right? That foreplay during the day of talking together and laughing and joking and playing and touching and kissing and squeezing, grabbing and sucking. And but like all of that stuff, those little things that form your romantic relationship have to do with making your sex life great. And you forget about all those things. You just think about, oh, when I get to the bedroom, I have to be rock hard and I have to be able to penetrate her for this amount of time. And that's not what sex is. And that's not what women see like attached to as, oh, he's a great sex partner. Like I've had, and I mentioned this before, I had a, I had a partner who I had sex with who gave me, and I'll, I wouldn't even say he gave me, I had multiple orgasms while with him. And, um, and he was a terrible partner. Like, like, yeah, the sex was, was like, everything worked. Like everything was, there were never any sex tangible issues, but because I felt so disconnected and not cared for, and like, he hardly ever touched me. He hardly kissed me. Um, we joked around a lot, but it was never in a romantic way. It was more of like, um, hey, yeah, you're just here and I'm here and we're used, we're familiar with each other. That's like where our joking was. But yeah, everything worked. I orgasmed multiple times every time, but he was a terrible sex partner. Like the sex was not something I ever think fondly of. Like I don't ever look back and crave that sex. Like it was it was good if you look at it from the outside and you judge it based on performance, then yeah, if you just base it on performance, it was amazing sex. But if you base it on the relationship, it was horrible. And I never would want it again. So you have to see sex from this place of, wow, it's so much more, sorry, I keep kicking chairs. Um, it's so much more than the act of sex itself. And you have to see it that way so that you can take advantage of all these other ways you can make your sex life great. If maybe performance in terms of like premature ejaculation, erectile dysfunction is a problem for you right now at this current moment. All right. Cause that's going to take away anxiety when you realize all the other things you can control. Um, so anyway, getting back to, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but getting back to the second point is sex is not the most important thing for good sex. There's so much more that goes into it in your, that goes into your relationship and building a sexual romantic connection that's flirtatious and, um, and connected and, and fun and deep that has to do with the way you talk and the way you spend quality time and your comfortability with each other and how often you touch each other, how often you lean towards each other when things are hard, how often you discuss things that, um, that are difficult, but you, you handle it together. You do it together. Like these things make an amazing sex life because then when you get to the bedroom or wherever the fuck you're fucking, um, when you get to that place of actually having sex, then you're just, you're more free. You're more like, ah, oh, this is like natural. This is like, you're just flowing right into sex. It's not like this stop, prepare for sex. Okay, let's go. All right. And that's how it can feel when you're so focused on performance and when you lose all the other aspects outside of sex. All right. So remember that point number three 
when it comes to comparing yourself to our exes and wanting to not get into this dwelling place um, is change things up. A lot of you are afraid to change things up because you don't want to admit or find out that you're not doing um, enough exciting things. So you kind of keep yourself in this loop of, oh my God, it's probably not good enough for her, but I'm afraid to bring up if she wants to change anything because then what if she does? That means I'm definitely not good enough for her, right? So it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy in a way because you don't bring up how to have different types of sex, more exciting sex, more novel sex out of fear that you'll feel like you're a disappointment So you don't change things up. You keep things the same every single time. And it eventually does get boring. And she eventually does want more. So changing things up is really important for your sex life too. Um, I believe it's important for everyone. And even if you have a good sex life, it's still healthy to bring something new into the mix once in a while. And it doesn't have to be drastic. It doesn't have to be a crazy fetish or anything. It could simply be, hey, let's try this new lube. It has like this this, you know, that maybe it's the KY lube that's like hot and cold or something. I hated that lube, but (laughs) some people like it. Um, You know, it could be an arousal gel that gets her a little more stimulated. Um, It could be you trying permescent, you know, trying something to help you last longer. It could be you using um, using your necktie to hold her hands, to tie her hands behind your back or tie her to the bed. It could be um, you making out with her and saying, hey, we should just make out for like 30 minutes and just get super horny and then just like see what happens and see how, how we just can't stand it anymore. You know, like these little ideas of minor shifts can be really helpful because if you are in this routine of just, hey, like you want to do it and then you go in the bedroom and you go down on each other and then you have sex and then it's done and you walk away and wash up, like get out of that fucking routine, okay? It's not helping. It's not going to make your sex life great. It's what so many people get stuck in the loop of doing. And you lose each other when you do that time and time again. And you don't introduce anything else that brings you closer or that excites you. Like, if you want sex to be fun and exciting, you want to try little things here and there that are different so that you're not doing the same thing on repeat and it doesn't feel like some chore, especially if she's not having orgasms or she's not receiving clitoral stimulation. This is why a lot of women just feel like sex is a chore or it's just, I don't have time, I'm too tired because they're not finding actual fulfillment from it. They're not finding enjoyment from it. They're not actually receiving pleasure from it. Penetration isn't always pleasurable. So you have to understand that and you have to talk with your partner um, about changing things up. And if she's not wanting sex, ask her. Don't be afraid to ask. Like, you know, I I realize we used to have a lot of sex. You used to like having sex often. Is there something that that shifted or changed since that time? And bam, just ask the question, leave it there for her to answer. Because if you don't find out the answers to that type of question, you're never gonna know where you guys are really at and your sex life is gonna get more and more awkward and you will have less and less of it when it becomes awkward and you talk less about it. I was just talking to a client yesterday and I was saying, it's amazing how the more you think about sex in a positive way, in a way that works for you, and you intentionally think of good things about your sex life and about yourself as a sexual being, um, 
then the more you end up talking about sex with your partner, which is very important to therefore have more sex together. And then the more sex you have, the more sex you tend to have. (laughs) So it's kind of like this, this cycle of keeping sex on the brain in a way that's about pleasure leads to more pleasurable conversations and a deeper understanding of each other and uh, a higher capacity for handling difficult conversations because you know that overall this is a positive topic. It's okay. Um, It's okay for there to be issues once in a while. You want to get through those. You could continue with the pleasure. Um, And then you start having more sex and you start gathering more of those positive sex experiences, which for the two of you, makes sex more of a priority because you're like, hey, we talk about this, we know what we each want, then we have it, it feels great, then we want more of it, you know, because we know we can talk about it and that that will lead to more of it that's actually pleasurable for both of us. So when you're in the opposite cycle, which I was also sharing with my client, it's more like, you know, you're hardly thinking about sex, you're thinking about sex in a worrisome way, then you're afraid to have sex conversations because you think about it in this worried way, you attach it to this anxiety. So whenever you bring it up, if you do bring it up, it's coming from this anxious, um, defensive place. And then it doesn't promote a healthy conversation. You don't really get answers. And then you you have sex randomly one day. The sex isn't great because it's in the routine. You haven't talked about it. And then you don't know when you're gonna get it next because it wasn't the most pleasurable sex. It was stuck in your routine. You don't know where your partner's at or what they're thinking or how they're feeling. And you stay in this loop of thinking like, oh, sex isn't that great, right? And then it leads to square one, um, which, which, as I just said, sex isn't that great. And that's how you think. And then you have less conversations. And then you have less sex. And sex becomes this random sporadic thing. So notice the two cycles, right? Um, And changing things up, going back to point three, is really important for you to create some type of newness and women especially want that newness men are more men are more easygoing in general in terms of like yeah i could get a blowjob every day the same way for the rest of my life and i'm set like i'll be good (laughs) you know but women even if they get like the best head of their life every day they're not going to they're eventually probably going to get tired of it and want some change um it's just more like It seems to be more instinct, men versus women. So women do crave more change and um, men have the more more of the mindset, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Just keep doing it because it works. And I'd rather not deal with the criticism or the potential embarrassment of feeling like I'm not doing it right because I should be doing it right. Because society taught you, you should be doing it right without having to communicate, which is bullshit. Um, I pause, I apologize for talking so much, so fast. I mean, my, this coffee is hitting me. (laughs) You probably could tell you're like, Jesus, she's wired. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so point number three, change things up. Know the importance of that. It doesn't have to be drastic. It could be in the smallest ways. All right. But, but change things up. And point number four, when it comes to comparing yourself with her exes is, Keep talking to each other about your bodies and what you desire and sex will get better. 
even if you're dealing with an issue, even if you're dealing with a dick-related issue, sex will get better if you keep talking about it and you keep sharing what's important to you guys when it comes to sex and what is most pleasurable for each of you when it comes to sex. Because what's pleasurable for you will not be the same as what's pleasurable for her. And that's really important to understand. Another thing that's really important to understand is that she, her body will change over time. Um, I think this is more prevalent in women also, uh, at least from what I've heard and seen and also experienced myself. Um, her body will change over time, especially, especially after kids, right? So there's, there's this shift of every few years, every few years she may be, um, have a higher libido. She might get wet. She might lose her wetness. She might get turned on by other things. She might no longer like to be eaten out that way. She might want to change it up. Her body craves a certain type of lubrication in order to get really horny. So this can come in the form of lube or your tongue. So like that's just, you know, examples of the fact that her body's going to change. So if you're assuming you know her body for the rest of her life and you keep treating her body like it's been the same for the rest of your relationship, you're going to become boring in bed because you're not you're not talking to her about what has changed. You're not learning about how her body has shifted and how her desires or pleasure has changed. And therefore, if you keep doing the same thing, it's like and you're not talking to each other, the sex doesn't become enjoyable. It becomes more of a chore. It becomes something that's like, oh, I don't have time for that. All right? Same on her part. She should be asking you too. Like, do you still like this? Like, has anything, have you noticed any changes? Like, is there anything different that I've done recently that you really felt good about? You know, these questions are important to ask each other instead of assuming that we know our partner for life. Oh, I know her body. I know exactly what she wants. And that's why I've had sex with her the same way for 50 years. No, don't do that. Don't make that assumption. And I know there's even women out there who do say things like you should know. You should just know. I shouldn't have to tell you anymore. We've been married this long. And if you ever get that response, I want you to challenge your partner by saying, yeah, but I do know that the female body changes in terms of arousal. It could change every couple years, you know, as little as every, you know, within a month's time, like it could change. Things happen. Bodies change, desires change, preferences change based on the life you live and your experiences. And, um, and that's normal. So, you know, don't be afraid to challenge your partner and say, babe, I, you know, I, first of all, we never had very clear communication about this. So I figured the best time is now. And I also know that bodies change over time and arousal changes. I know that my desires have changed over time and that my physical pleasure has changed over time in, in small ways. So I want, I want to be sure that I know exactly how to pleasure you. That's why I'm asking. I want to be able to pleasure you in the best way. Like when you show like, hey, I'm calling out your bullshit and I'm also showing you I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to make sure I take care of you pleasure wise. Then that puts more of the onus back on her where she's like, okay, now I have to face these insecurities of maybe not knowing my body or maybe not feeling comfortable in this conversation because we don't usually talk about this, but it's time for her to step up if you call her out like that. So see how like calling out like this, it's, it's not mean. You're not being a dick. You're stating the facts and you're confident behind stating those facts. 
and you're showing a good intention. So how can you argue with someone who's stating facts, has a good intention, has a loving tonality, is using examples? <laughs> like, there's no way to get mad at that. Um, and it keeps you more confident to be able to do that sort of thing. And it allows her to realize, oh, wow, I better figure myself out because he, he gets this more than I do. Um, so you got to keep talking about each other and about your bodies and how your desire has shifted. Like I said, even if you're dealing with an issue um, such as PE or DE, erectile dysfunction, you still want to talk about other things that you crave, about things that feel good, about maybe ways that while you're dealing with something like PE, the sex would, would work a lot better if you made a few shifts in the bedroom, right? Like maybe it's like, hey, babe, maybe if you, if you jerk me off in between penetration, that would be so hot. And that's a way of you giving yourself a break from penetration and the excitement and the wetness and training your body to be able to pull out and still be stimulated while you breathe through it and still stay connected to your partner, right? Like that's an example of you going through something, but coming up with an idea or something new to be able to um, continue having sex in a little bit of a new way, but also in a way that helps with your PE. So it's very important to keep talking. Um, And I do want to mention sex toys here because when you talk to each other and you realize, oh, I'm really into this or I would love to try this, sex toys could be a really easy way to, first of all, shop together and find one that excites you together and be like, hey, like, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? So that's like a sexy, fun way to do it together and explore like, oh, would you ever try this? Would you ever want this? What do you think we try this? And it becomes this we playful conversation um, where maybe if you guys are uncomfortable having conversations about, about what you desire or how to change things up, a sex toy website could be an easy place to start because it's like, why don't we look at like some ways to change things up? Like I found a few websites. Um, and that way you can, you can start there. So for instance, Lalo is a great company and they have really just high-end quality toys that will last a long time, that are made from really good material, um, have really great vibration settings and um, a lot of different just styles of, of toys. And one that I think is a great one, especially for a beginner, is called the Cela Cruise. And this is primarily for a woman's pleasure because it's a clit sucker, but it is, it could also be used on the nipples um, and it could be used like not even directly on her clit, but like on her labia um, and just around that area. Also the, the area, I forget the name of it. Oh, this is terrible. I should know this, but it's the, the little area right in between the vaginal opening and the clitoris that is a highly sensitive area as well that feels very good, especially for suction. So to use suction, a a suction toy that is primarily for clitoral pleasure, which the majority of women, almost all, I mean, all women will enjoy clitoral pleasure, basically. (laughs) I can't say all because, you know, I just can't say that. But 
um, the majority of women need it to orgasm and to feel highly aroused. So this is a great toy that's not too intense. It's just a little sucker. It vibrates. It goes, mm, 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 and then it goes faster or you could do different rhythms. You could use it in the shower. So it's this good way for you to use it. It, it would be great for you to use it on her while you're making out with her and just use it to suck her clit and you're making out, right? So it's like, you know, you're providing her pleasure and then you can either go down and use your tongue after that because the tongue will feel so nice after a little vibration, um, or I'm sure it can for most. And then you, you could throw it aside. You can keep using it. Um, but it's something she can use by herself very easily as a beginner if she's reintroducing something new. And you could also use it as a toy together. So that's just an example of a toy that you can talk about and be like, hey, would you want to use this? I could see us using it while we make out during foreplay and I could use it on you and just like touch you all over or just, you know, use it on your nipples because I, lo- I know you like suction on your nipples, whatever. So when you use examples too in these conversations of kind of painting a picture of like, babe, I could see us using this and maybe we could try doing it this way. Like, what do you think? Should we buy it? That visual and that picture and that example really helps to create a liveliness about it where it's like, oh, I could actually see this happening. And that also helps your communication. So um, by you also being a man who doesn't fear um, having to provide clitoral stimulation, because my God, the amount of men who are like, I shouldn't have to go there. I just want to be able to penetrate her. Like, stop, stop. Like, penetration is great, all right? And there are a lot of women who love penetration, um, myself included. Basically, you know, the majority of women really love penetration. But the clitoris being involved is a total game changer, total different story. So make sure you're always involving the clitoris. Even if she can orgasm from vaginal um, uh intercourse (laughs) even if she can still involve the clitoris all right unless she tells you no and there are some women who they're hypersensitive their bodies change once again and their clitoris used to um feel great but then it got really really sensitive or um or they used to really not love clitoral play and now they love it and they don't know because you only vaginally penetrate because you found out she can come through vaginal penetration. That doesn't mean you just forget about the clitoris. Don't ever just forget about the clitoris. It is so powerful and pleasure-wise, even anatomy-wise, it is the equivalent of the penis. All right? So don't be thinking the vagina is the equivalent of the penis in terms of um, pleasure or even anatomically because the clitoris actually becomes a penis Um, when someone is formed as a male, all right? So you got to think and you got to remember how important that little thing is. (laughs) It's actually very, it's actually big. Um, It's just internally big and the outside is very small. So so even while you're having, even during vaginal penetration, the clitoris is being um, stimulated internally as well. Anyway, that is for another episode. But Going back to the four points, when you feel like you're comparing yourself to her exes, I want you to remember that she's with you, not him. That's for a reason. All right. And even if you're, even if you're dealing with an issue in the current state, 
he would also be dealing with an issue at some point, or she would. There's no getting around sex issues, all right? We all have them. We all struggle with them at some point in time. They will come up for every single one of us. So don't think that you're the only one having issues and that no one else would. Not a thing, all right? You're normal. You're fine. She's with you. Number two, sex is not the most important thing for good sex. Connection is actually what makes great sex. And you probably know this because if you think about a partner you felt really close to and connected with, your sex was amazing the more you had it. Um, So remember that sex is not just about the act itself. There's so much more that goes into sex outside of the bedroom. So take advantage of those ways that you can improve your sex life outside so that it naturally transitions to the act of sex and it's just that much better. Point number three, change things up. Changing things up is important because a lot of men don't. And a lot of men don't change things up in the slightest ways. They don't introduce any novelty. Um, The sex can become stale. And if you feel like doing the same thing over and over um, is going to make you feel more confident sexually, it won't. So that's why if you're in this place of comparing yourself, ask yourself, you know, is there something I could do to to make a little change? When was the last time we brought in some novelty? Um, Because that's always fun. It's always a good, healthy thing to introduce something a little bit new. And, um, and then you get to have conversations about it. So that's another thing about novelty and changing things up. It leads to more talking about sex and more talking about sex leads to more having sex and bettering your sex. And then the final point, number four, is keep talking to each other about your bodies and what you desire and sex will only get better, even if you're dealing with an issue, all right? So when you keep talking to each other about your bodies and understand that, hey, our bodies change over time, every couple years, every year, every few months, whatever it is, like that's normal. That's okay for your body to be changing, for you to get turned on by different things, for you to desire something new you never desired. And you want to be sharing that with your partner consistently. So don't ever get, you know, try not to fall into the habit of just assuming you know your partner for life. Always have these conversations and talk about, hey, like anything new that came up for you or anything you liked that, you know, when we tried that new thing, did you really enjoy that? Would you want to continue down that route of trying maybe another toy like that or trying um, just like getting more into sucking, right? Is that something that's like, you know, your thing now? So these conversations are so fun and healthy and they just promote a novelty while also keeping the familiarity. So, um, so have conversations about your body's changing and desire changing and keep up with each other because that, that will continue some mystery. It will continue the fun, the exploration, and that helps with amazing sex. And the more sex you have and the more you pay attention um, and you're mindful about changing things up and talking to your partner, then the better sex you will have. All right? So I wish you all better sex And I wish you all to stop comparing yourself to your exes. It's not helping you. There's no reason to dwell there. Just whenever you catch yourself doing that, remind yourself of these points. Act, treat it like a checklist where you're like, you know, am I doing these things? Um, And keep yourself in check so that you don't go down this rabbit hole. But that's it, guys. Um, If you're interested in the Cela Cruz by Lalo, the clit sucker, which I encourage you to get this toy or something like this toy that focuses just on the clitoris that you can use with her and she could also use by herself, um, find a toy that does it, all right? If not Lalo, 
then another one. But you can use my code Steph at the Layla website to get a discount on the Sila Cruise. And, um, and yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and got a lot out of it. Also, don't forget to check out my uh, masturbation meditations, my sex meditations, sorry. Um, This is the subscription of sex meditations that help you to be more present and more in the moment during sex. And they are helping so many guys. (laughs) I just, every time I get on a call with a guy, he's like, I've been using the sex meditations and it made me realize how weak my orgasms were like and how porn was just so distracting and how i lacked presence with my partner and i'm realizing i like to be stimulated in a way that i didn't know so really cool really cool stories coming from the sex meditations so if you want to check them out even for just a month um check them out the link is in the description of this episode sex meditations i hope they help you as they've been helping so many guys so far and that's it have an amazing morning evening or night wherever you are in the world i'll talk to you soon i hope this episode helped you if it did i would love for you to leave me an itunes review it would mean the world to me you can also screenshot your favorite episodes and tag me on instagram at steph ganowski and before i go remember your sex life is as good as you make it out to be until next time